This is the Krillcast Live. I'm Chris. And I'm Andrew. And uh, Will's currently at Microsoft's headquarters trying to get some information about Fable and Halo and whether or not yep. they're both dead. He's offering, about... he's offering every favor he can think of. So, Even the ones that aren't involving money. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> amidst all the layoffs, Will's trying to get these things made for you. So just you could thank him later for every you know, offer he... he's made towards Phil Spencer getting these products made for you. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's over at Davos trying to find the executives who are there. So... <laughs> We're not going to go there today. <laughs> All right. Google Stadia. The ill-fortuned, ill-named, stupid thing that Google decided to make. And my kids would correct me. they say, don't say stupid, Dad, but this was stupid. Stadia is stupid. This I don't think it's strong service, enough. Strong enough language at all. It's strong enough language to meet the terms of YouTube. Anyways, that is, that is fair, Google especially Stadia. since this is their product. So. Google Stadia's cloud gaming <laughs> platform shuts down today the only credit they get though is they actually refunded anybody who bought games like how insane is it that they they refunded the five people who bought games <laughs> can we just point out the fact that it was a streaming a, a cloud uh gaming service that required you to buy the games directly yeah I mean, like, they didn't do it as a service. They were like, no, you have to buy the game. And this is the reason it. why I think xCloud has succeeded where Google Stadia has not. Yeah. Xbox allows you to both download and stream the games that you have purchased. You don't have to buy games to stream. That's why I think Amazon Luna will not be any better personally. No offense to Amazon and their technologies. Luna is a streaming game service. It ain't going to work. Well, as a service, if you don't have to buy the individual games, I think it can work. Well, if you're paying for games you have access to, like Apple Arcade works. Like Apple Arcade could work as a streaming service because it's yeah. five bucks. You don't have to think about it. It's not $15. And um, Apple has a library that's curated you have, you have access to. And I agree because Apple is targeting the, Ca the, you know, the cheaper the cheaper market, which is casual <laughs> phone and iPad gamers. There's some pretty serious games in the Apple Arcade library. Have you looked at it recently? I, I understand. That, There's a full-blown like Final Fantasy style game in there. But it's all being ran on your. It's all able to run on your iPad or iPhone, basically. If I'm not mistaken, it means you don't have to buy any additional devices or services. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> unless like you know you don't have an iPhone, then of course you got to well, join well, yeah. up the ecosystem. We've discussed this before. It hits the perfect market of people who you want to subscribe. It's called parents of young children. It hits perfectly because they already see the Apple services and they're like, oh, well, Apple TV, I wouldn't mind listening to that. Oh, Apple Music. And then you're going to get them convinced that they should just do the main subscription of, is it what, Apple One or Plus or whatever. Apple One gives you like six yeah. services, yeah. Yeah, so it's like <clears throat> they target the perfect price point with the perfect demographic that doesn't really have competition anywhere. It's not like you're getting Amazon Luna on your phone for mobile games, right? Right, right. It's so Amazon's targeting PC gamers with you can argue sig significantly higher uh in more intensive games <laughs> for what you need as the system. So it's going towards PC, I think. And probably so the they, old just device, 15. The only way Google Stadia would be nice is if you happen to be in that 1% of people who have like gigabit ethernet or gigabit, yeah. gigabit internet, yeah, Google Fi or whatever, and or, you don't yeah, like fiber optic. because if you have the, a fast enough internet provider, 
and you had Google Stadia and you, and you live near one of the server hubs, mm-hmm. I imagine it would work pretty well and you would never have to download games because they'd already be there. But unless you're in that 1% of people that happen to have yeah. those factors, um, I mean, living out in the country like I do, Google Stadia yeah. doesn't do anything for me. Well, I was just going to say, too, that like I don't – the price point for Amazon Luna, too, though, isn't that crazy. How much was uh, Xbox – gold or whatever it was xbox live gold yeah or do you mean xbox game pass live xbox live on its own was essentially like 60 bucks a year unless you paid by the month and be 10 bucks a month to be 20 yeah so i mean for streaming all the game and having full access to games i don't think that's a crazy service price to say what 15 bucks a month that's that's what game pass costs yeah yeah for but what's luna isn't it similar I don't know what I think. Uh, now you're gonna make me look something up midway through I'm the sorry. show. Sorry. So, so Stadia was like was Stadia. Bad. Stadia was ten bucks a month to just have access to the games you already paid for. That's how they launched. Yeah. It. No. They. Yeah. It was a. It was a. I hate to say dumb, but it was pretty. It was dumb. dead on arrival. Who's gonna yeah, pay yeah. for access to their games that they already paid? Like, who's gonna pay ten bucks a month to have access to a game you paid right. for? I mean, that's just stupid business. It's unpalatable to unless Google's people. unless Google's like going to skim money off the top of every sale. Like, you're not going to get people to pay for a service uh, to have access. I to mean, games. they were too honest, right? They were too honest with with how the business model works for buying something digital. You don't have access to it unless you use their service, and if they ever decide to take it off, you lose access to it. So, oh, I think Luna is still in early um, testing. Oh, is it not fully released? Okay. Yeah, let me see. Um, so Luna Plus includes family-friendly games, play games you already own, if you link to your Ubisoft account. Okay, so they're trying a little different than Stadia did. Yeah, I told you, it's not the same thing. It's similar. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. Google, real, okay, Google took and was like, hey, how can we have a worse product launch than Google Glass? And that was how they did it. Well, they got Jackbox in there. That's a smart game. Uh, They do have Prime members can play some games for free. Oh, you get Jackbox Party Pack 2 for free? See, they're trying the Epic Games Store route. They're not. not, um, They also have a partnership with Ubisoft to offer Ubisoft games you already own. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely better. And you have a direct connection with Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Luna's going to make any waves, but it's it's already more successful than Stadia. I mean, if they actually partner it well with Twitch, it could compete with Game Pass, maybe. Well, but, I mean, Google maybe. had YouTube, and YouTube was, like, killing it with gaming when they launched Stadia. Yeah, but they right? didn't do partnerships. They didn't – they had it siloed real bad. They, they basically did what Sony did with the Vita. They launched it and then yeah. let it die. Okay, I think but, they recognized they had a losing market, a losing business strategy, and said, "Whoops!" And then they just let it die. Yeah, but that's different than the Vita. Well, the Vita, the didn't Vita have a was winning ahead business of its strategy time. either. Yeah, the Vita the, did not have a winning business strategy. Like yeah, that's just it was ahead, it. because it was ahead of its time. It was. It had an OLED screen and a portable product before you even had really OLED screens and phones. Yeah, I mean, it had a bad. That was just ahead of its time as far as what they were trying to do with streaming and stuff too, on the go gaming. The Vita launched the OLED screen on it so early 
mm-hmm. that they actually still had issues with OLED screens at the time they were launching. They launched with these these cloudy little things inside of the bezel of a screen because of the way that you had to mount the digitizer to the screen. And you had to just live with that. So in, a, in an entirely black screen during a Vita gameplay, you might see these weird clouds because of the backlight. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get too deep into oh. this. Stadia was dumb. Luna seems to be better, but also dumb. Xbox yeah. Game Pass and xCloud seems to be the only platform that actually understands gamers. No, I mean, you have at, at the Apple Arcade. Not streaming. I said streaming. Oh, well, it's only a matter of time before that becomes, it, it implements aspects. Anyways, of moving on. The Last of Us. I love the concept of how The Last of Us zombie plague starts, which is concepts. Yeah. And, you know, it's adapting to humans. Um, as far as the zombie apocalypse, probably the most unique one I've seen in can film also, recently. Can we also say that's the most realistic slash probable versus a virus? Uh, see, but if you can like, so here's here's the thing I, I always think about. If, if you think about what rabies does to the human brain, like rabies isn't that far off from zombie either. But it doesn't have the longevity. No, no. But if rabies mutated enough, it could. I think I think the most like the most likely virus to become zombie apocalypse is probably rabies, but if I had to pick a parasitic organism that could cause zombie apocalypse in a day, if it like became ability had the ability to infect humans, a cordyceps would be it by far. I mean, okay, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that The Last of Us, the show, actually does a really good job of making the argument that um, as a species, we've always had viruses and yes as a, and as a species we're adapt at adapting to them uh and building immunity so it'd be really hard for a virus to ever get the like 80 percent infection and then also that level of mortality um tied to it i think uh, that's just my opinion <laughs> i i mean it would I would I would think the most likely way a virus becomes that viral is through human uh yes ad- human yeah. modification like like yeah. for example the way that it happens in the movie um uh I am legend I am legend yeah. exactly I think human intervention is the only way you get a virus that potent I mean I am legend it was not even necessarily virus per se it's like no it was it was no was no, no, it- no. It was. It was. It was like a modified. I think it was a modified measles virus right. used to kill cancer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yes, it was, just, it was. It's just one of those weird things where that wasn't even. It's not even a bad one though, because it's not killing you. It makes you ridiculously strong and everything. Well, okay, f- fair enough. But what I'm saying is, like, that was a zombie apocalypse that is not not necessarily feasible. I don't know how you yeah, would. Well. I don't know if a virus could actually do what it did. It's, it's more feasible than a fake, <laughs> than a than a, not fake. Than I don't think naturally. Virus. I don't think naturally yeah. you're going to find a virus that can do anything from the wild that happens in I Am Legend. Like you would yeah. have to have some kind of. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the magical well, words. Wise, I'm I don't gonna think... say the magical words to get us banned off YouTube. You'd have to have humans experimenting with some kind of gain of function research yeah. in order to get a virus that could do that. I mean. Anything that's even ra- like rabies, though, even anything that does what that what see the different the difference is though is you you put the body under so much stress 
that it would naturally deteriorate, I think. At well, it depends. Does the virus state. strengthen the muscles? Probably not. I'm just saying, like, if you could figure out yeah. a way that it would, like, imagine. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You'd, have to, you'd literally have to module, like, take little modules of different aspects and put it in one virus. I don't, I don't think it's think... that far-fetched to say that we could do something which would reprogram the muscle cells in the body to produce something more stren strenuous. I mean, yeah, you can do things. Yeah, that if, have a few if, if they so. can, if they can, if they can reprogram things in bodies to produce different things, like why couldn't they? Yeah, I mean that's fair. It, but this this take right here, it makes the most. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Cordy says viruses don't require a host to survive, or yeah. do require a host to survive. Uh, parasites, I don't know. I really don't know if the cordyceps would require human. Like, if they could develop a way to infect humans with their parasitic traits, I don't know that they need us. They just need some living organism to move on to. Yeah. As so, but as far as the show goes, um, if you're a person who's played the games, I would say you're not going to be surprised at all. It's very faithful to the story. Um, there's like, a couple weird aspects like for some Unlike reason, they... every other stupid thing that's come out in the past two years like <coughs> halo show yeah. <laughs> rings no, of power this, this is this is <laughs> actually really really faithful the first episode i'm pretty sure it was like a two-hour premiere i can't it will win on forever um but it was very faithful to the story line that happens in the game you you basically go play the game go watch this and it's gonna be not no surprise at all um I would say maybe it's a little too much like that. I don't know. It's, Does it follow the show too closely? Is that what you're trying to say? It might. I mean, follow it a little, yeah, it might follow the game a little closely where you're not surprised by anything. Um, Does it open up with the same scene where his daughter dies? Actually, it tries to expand on that whole, like, build up to it a little bit more. Well, and, yeah, because you've got such a timeline in between yeah. where the game starts and where the storyline starts. Well, no, they just try to build up into the how the... Um, Oh, they went through the virus outbreak and how the yeah. virus, the parasite outbreak. Yeah, and then they don't. So, really, how did they explain cordyceps making the jump to humans? They don't. They don't explain. Oh, it. They just okay. build up right. into the um, scene where everybody starts being infected, and the military's having to like institute martial law and stuff. Um, hmm. They randomly made good luck instituting martial law when half the military is going to be infected. Right, um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so that that whole scene was pretty good uh, overall and then i wish they would have done a little bit more with the journey after her death that well yeah because that's the missing to... years you have yeah. so much creative freedom to experiment yeah. with how he gets from daughters dying to where he is when the game because i mean that's going all the way from texas to boston right I mean, that that is a, I, that is one of the honestly i will say as much as I dislike the gameplay of Last of Us, I love mm -hmm. the storyline in the first Last of Us. Don't care for the second one storyline. I read the whole plot. Don't like it. Anyways, but the first one I actually thought was extremely well written. Oh, it's so well written. That's why I like Horizon Zero Dawn. I love the, the storyline. Yeah. Hate the gameplay. <laughs> See, that's why that's why I think that maybe if if like I like I was saying, it's really faithful to the game. I'd have to subscribe maybe... to HBO though, Andrew. We'll see. I don't currently I might, have an HBO subscription. Just um, talk to me later. All right. Um, <laughs> no, the the thing is that um, they skip out on that those missing years, right? Yeah, like and you can easily do something with those. Naughty Dog, for one, should have made a game that's a prequel, I think, to go through that. 
that would honestly be the smart the travel thing to from do. Texas to Boston or whatever. Yeah, if they were to make a future game, that would be the smart thing to do. Not try to make some follow up to part two. Um, but the, <laughs> show, the show easily could have. Are you suggesting that part two wasn't as good? Yes, I'm a, <laughs> I've said that many times on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if they such a controversial opinion. Yeah, I think they should have expanded on that journey a little bit in the show because it would have potentially given them more material to do more than one season i believe i don't mm. know how they do more than one season uh, at the pace they're going um, are they going fast they're following the book pretty well the book I mean, not the book i mean the game i was gonna say there's well. a book now too no, 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 that I don't no. know they're, about. they're doing they're doing the uh, <laughs> game very well uh but like given the pace i could i could see it being a singular season mm. um so they're not they're not you might like it you might not like it if you want to be surprised uh, by anything but if you've never played the game you'll like it 100 it's very uh, it's very good show uh for what it is as an adaptation of the game into tv i think i think the first game would adapt really well yeah i think the second game i don't think it would would be so out of left field for most people in the way that they, it was presented, but I don't know. It would upset Here. TV viewers. That, I, uh, I gotta, I'll, be right, I'll be right back, Andrew. Sorry. Okay. Go well, ahead and talk. You can talk about the series, spoilers, you know, but um, I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Um, so, like I was saying when Chris was still here, the show is not really, it's not gonna bring any left field surprises so far. It's, um, very true to the game it will um so if you want that it's i'd say that is a better take than how the assassin's creed movie was where it didn't feel very true to the story behind that was the inspiration um if the assassin's creed movie made more of a push to be more true to the actual roots i think it would have been much better um so like as of right now i'm giving this first episode, given that it's a uh, building block episode. It was, a, I think, a two-hour premiere. It was, it was very long, um, probably because it didn't make sense to break up the uh, initial start of the pandemic and then the uh, journey where he starts off from the quarantine zone. So they made a, like one really, really, really long uh, episode. I think that it's a, at least a seven- seven and a half probably um depend if if you never played the game i would probably rate it an eight just because you've never seen anything so it's not like okay i know what's happening um but yeah it's it's definitely worth watching if you have hbo that's for sure um the actors i'll say this the actors for it i i wasn't sure what to think of Pascal being Joel, but he's managed to actually pull it off. Um, I would say there's no accent issues or anything. He, you would actually think he's from Texas. Uh, Ellie, when you're introduced to her, even though she's a British actress, she's also, you would not be able to tell that she's a British accent uh, actress. Her accent is pretty on point as well. Um, they did make one weird switch up uh since they made they made sarah where she's she's not a blonde uh that was weird at first you didn't know what's up 
then Tommy, they expand a little bit more on Tommy in this episode as well, early in the early on, just kind of in the buildup to the breakout and everything going to crap. So overall, I would say it's, it's looking promising. I'm curious to see how fast the show continues to progress. It'll be, I'm, I'm thinking it's only a singular season, but then again, HBO surprised me with how, how they um, kind of took the traje- uh, trajectory for things like uh, the House of Dragon and stuff. I was not expecting how um, the trajectory ended up kind of plateauing a little bit so that they clearly needed at least one more season. So maybe it takes that route with The Last of Us. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see, and I recommend watching it. And I'm, glad that you gave a, I'm glad that you gave a glowing review for The Last of Us so that I can go back and find out what you said later. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> we should move Anyways, on. I, I would say that The Last of Us is a show that the Halo TV show on Paramount could learn a few things from how people actually like when you follow the game faithfully. Well, I was also saying that I think the Assassin's Creed movie could l- have learned some lessons and done more of that. So while you're I think not Assassin's Creed probably works better as a TV show than a movie. That that's the other thing I was that's the other thing which I was It's very episodic previously. in nature with like chapter by chapter. Especially yeah. the, especially Ezio. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where the Assassin's Creed movie didn't even follow the actual story of the Assassins that well. So I think it's really sad when you have a great story mm-hmm. and the creators of a show sidestep it. But I mean, because then maybe... the, the 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 bulk of the audience that goes to watch it, yeah, is either people who have never played it or people that have only played it, right. and so you're gonna piss off the fans that like it. And if you don't tell a good story, then you're gonna piss off the people that have never played the games, and you give a bad image to the games because it's like, oh, this is a stupid story. Why would anybody play those games? Right, and it's so you're like double like... killing a, a franchise with that. And I think the showrunners always forget that the reason gamers like the like the game tends to be that it's a well-driven story yeah exactly it's a compelling story that you're playing in um but like if you look at it too maybe netflix will pick up assassin's creed for a tv show i i can't imagine them not if they're already making deals with ubisoft for like games and stuff i would love to see somebody pick up some of michael Crichton's other books and make a show or a series out of them Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of good stuff besides Jurassic Park. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> um, Last of Us, I, I would definitely say sounds worth watching. And the intro with the Cordyceps looks so much like what they did with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I So I was saying I rate it at like, it, it, it ranges from seven to eight, depending on your familiarity with the story. And if... And if that sounds want, like it's pretty good compared to the junk that's been punched out the last few years. Yeah, so it, I say it might be a seven if you if you're looking for surprises, mm. if you want some things to like to be different. Or I don't. Not, not necessarily <laughs> different, but like, uh, but expanded on. Sure. If you don't want it to be super fidelity to the game, then you might say it's more like a seven. I think but, it'd be cool to see some more um, background to some of the other organizations in the game right and they haven't done it so far in the first episode because what is it I, my memory is foggy but is it the fireflies yeah as fireflies. A group? 
and there's like the military group mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't done that yet in this first one i think i think if but it's definitely one of those things where if you've never played the game or if you just want a show to be very faithful to the game you're closer to a 7.5 or an 8 but that that's where i currently rate it I removed that caption there because I didn't realize all it said was kill us. It's <laughs> like, wait a second, I probably don't want that on the screen now. <laughs> so, all right. That's that's where I'm that's where I'm at with it. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. Yes. So Microsoft is reportedly laying off thousands of employees, including gaming units behind Halo and Starfield, which means they're impacting Bethesda and 343. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows what part of the group they're like fighting? It might be marketing, might be, I mean, I highly doubt it's devs because there's there's a lot of things you can continue to make games with that does not include devs. I would say the optimistic view for Bethesda's impact would be that they just acquired them and maybe they're, they're consolidating the at, yes maybe they're consolidating certain roles into uh, under people who are already employed by microsoft i don't know but like Starfield, if you have two people that do the same thing essentially like combine the yeah. position like pr yeah microsoft already has enough pr people i'm assuming but right <laughs> the concern for for the fact that it even mentions starfield that's weird to me it, that it's specifically mentioning Starfield because Bethesda's known way more for other games than Starfield. Oh, speaking of Bethesda, here's something you probably don't know about. There is a full-blown remake of Oblivion in the Skyrim engine that's almost done. Mm. It's called they're calling it Sky Oblivion. That's actually sounds that sounds like i buy that <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a mod release i don't know if it's gonna be on uh pc or what but yeah there's a full-blown mod for um skyrim that redoes the entirety of oblivion and there's also one for morrowind called skywind nice. yeah i'm trying to remember i think skywind is pretty far off but oblivion's way close to being done it you you just uh 2025 yeah. oblivion and skyrim mod uh sky oblivion gets a 2025 release yeah it's getting really close to being done done so they've okay. been releasing betas here's the question is that going to they they should make it where it combines it with skyrim where it's like in the same together game. yeah where it's like one universe I, that's what i think it should be but they probably won't yeah skywind is going to be done too oh skywind is apparently a company too uh, <laughs> oh well anyways long story but, short i'm more excited for sky oblivion than i am for starfield yeah and the fact that they're specifically mentioning starfield though not a good not a good thing that's not a good thing and unless you, they're like you, killing you, off contracts because they're close to releasing it yeah it, i don't know it they still don't have a release date though for the big showcase event that's true and it's and it sounds like I have no a feeling way. start like the more we talk about Starfield, the more underwhelmed I feel like it's gonna be. Because I haven't seen a single thing about Starfield that makes it look like they are gonna do more than a bunch of empty planets. It, it just seems very empty. And unless the showcase blows me away, I probably won't buy it. 
343 Industries was hit hard. That does not surprise me. Like, look, Halo is not doing well. I don't think there's any way yeah. around that. Like, Halo is not doing well. It's a good thing. Of course, there's going to be layoffs at 343. Yeah. Whether you like 343 or not, 343 is having issues, and therefore, they are going to get some layoffs. But it's a good thing Will's not here to read this because he, he'll he be hurt. Yeah. So the 10,000 layoffs across all of Microsoft represents about 4.5% of the total workforce, around 220,000 I mean, people. For a company like them, that's quite a bit still. Yeah, it is 4. a lot. 4.5% is quite a lot of people. Now, that could all be marketing. Who knows? But yeah. either way. Um, but yeah, it says it's really going to affect Halo Infinite, which Halo Infinite is technically a complete game that's just getting fixed and getting updates. So like... You probably don't need as much staff as you needed when you were launching it. But it's still frustrating when they said Halo Infinite is going to be a 10-year game. And here we are in year three, and they've done almost nothing with it. Right. So. So, it, that's that's kind of where we're at, right? Yeah. I mean, Redfall sounds exciting. Hopefully, they get that out the door soon. Isn't that supposed to be out this month or next month? I don't remember when Redfall is supposed to come out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you we can find out, I guess. Well, it doesn't. I don't think it matters that much. But I, I'm just not. I would. I well, maybe would I'm thinking of something else. Is this the vampire killer? Oh game? no, I don't care about that one. You were thinking, thinking of Oblivion. Of, uh, not Oblivion, but the Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, that's yeah. not that. That's I forget what that's called. Yeah, I thought it was Red. Or, I don't think. They, I don't think they've. I don't think they've actually announced. Maybe that Red was that. a rumored name for a. There was a Red in the rumored name for the news. I think. Oh, well. I think Redfall was a rumor because people saw stuff about it, and then it turned out to be this game instead. Well, I think Redfall is also something in Skyrim. It somewhere. is. It's related to the Red Guard. I'm pretty sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you see some guy was cosplaying as a guard in uh, Skyrim for like the last six years and got accepted into some order in the game? Oh really? <laughs> he was cosplaying as a guard in the game. <laughs> Imagine spending that one. Then apparently he like um because he's so, so into playing the role of the guard, like he got sent out to find some bandits and wound up in some other part of the game. And he was like, I don't know if he was streaming or just describing it in like Reddit posts, but yeah. I read through some of the coverage and it was hilarious. Like I can't imagine, like I couldn't be that dedicated to role playing a specific character in a game by that much, but but still fun to read. That is funny. So the next thing we're going to cover, for those of you that are not are a little biblically challenged, uh, <laughs> apparently Adventures of the Old Testament, the Bible video game, is officially out on consoles yeah. as of last month. Like, I've been saying for years that this is a game that should be made. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you read through the Old Testament, it's pretty brutal. Oh, my gosh. Time until the flood, 1858. You could... You could uh... <laughs> <coughs> I'm just saying, that's a pretty. That's a pretty What's he doing? Stories. Rounding up the animals? Is, is that part of the game? I don't know. It looks like he's fighting people who are trying to destroy his ark. <laughs> he's fighting the Nephilim, the giants. Yeah. Oh. Depends on how they did it, but this honestly could could be a pretty violent game. I'm gonna play this game, okay? Never, bef never seen before. Immerse yourself in an amazing world with adventures of the Old Testament. Have you ever wanted to journey through the Bible? 
Well, now you can with the new video game, Adventures of the Old Testament. This game is like nothing you have ever seen before. Uh, it, Battle's been out 2,000 years plus, okay? So I, I disagree. People have seen this before. Um, <laughs> it is an action-packed adventure that will take you on a journey through some of the most famous stories in the Bible. It's not only me who says this. All the top action game players are equally amazed by the game. Who are the top, <laughs> the top action, game, action players? game players? <laughs> so let us dig and see their divine thoughts about their divine thoughts about, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to try no, this. Go, okay. back, go back up. Go back up. I want to read the thing. Okay, Elijah the Mighty Prophet. You want to read this one? You approach the prophet Elijah seeking his guidance. It is a moment of great importance, and you are eager for his counsel. Elijah's tower is a towering figure clad in robes of white. His face is stern but kind, and he holds himself with quiet dignity. He nods respectfully to you as you approach. What can I help you with? He asks. <laughs> this is like not like you cannot hype this up with no. the words they have here. Like, what are they doing? I don't know, but it's hilarious. These are not the words I would use. Okay, this let's try this. Great. One. A closer look at King David, the most important figure in the old testament. I mean, the the, the screen captures are pretty good i think this screen capture i hope so i hope so. Well, they, they, they did say well this might be one of the fully animated cutscenes. yeah whereas this looks like actual gameplay that's fair fully animated but you know it'll be Hold on i want to read some more in my announcer voice okay you've probably heard of king david but what do you really know about him in this article we'll take a closer look at his, this most important figure in the old testament come on guys just hire me as your voice actor i'll hype this up for you <laughs> oh man fun engaging and informative those are the words of an educational video game yeah <laughs> yes it is over six hours of the bible and animation that's actually quite Wait. a lot in animation though that's just that's six and, hours of cutscenes dude that's, that's a lot of cutscenes cut that's a lot of cutscenes they say hours of fun gameplay i'm concerned that they don't tell you how many hours <laughs> the gameplay is i'm a little concerned oh here we go top gamers review on adventures of the old gamers? testament video game Let's see what it says here Dang, that's a lot to say before you get into the actual people talking about it. <laughs> there, there's no review here. What are they talking? Oh, here we go. According to Demi J, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Louise Miguel G Gianelli, Mylon Powell. I don't know who these people are. Aneg okay. or Angie. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. I don't know either. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, these people could be great game players. Could I've be. never heard of them. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna try it. Maybe I'll stream this game. I've actually I mean, read. I've read most of the. Of I've read most of the Old Testament, so um, I'd be a good one to actually <laughs> review this game. <laughs> I'll watch the six hours of cutscenes. <laughs> Anyways, I, Andrew and I saw this and we we're like, we couldn't pass it up. This yeah, is, was, this is I mean, something else. It was too funny when you read what the. Well, let's yeah. see here. What platforms can you play on? Available to play on PC, Mac, and mobile now. Oh, but apparently it will be launched for other consoles, Q4 2022. So it should already be on other consoles. What game modes are there? Single player, multiplayer, and co-op? Wow. Open world? <laughs> Wait, open world? What? <laughs> no, we're multiplayer in this game, Andrew. 
<laughs> is there a monthly subscription? No, the game, depending on the platform, will either be free or a one-time purchase. Wow. Is this game only for people who believe in the Bible? No, this game is for all people. While we have animated the entire Old Testament and created fun gameplay, we're not preaching. Just laid, laying the stories of the Bible in an visual way. Is this like not their first language? Um, some testers of the game purely enjoy the adventure and drama of the animation and gameplay. <laughs> some religious schools have utilized the game in their classroom. That's not surprising. Okay, look, There's a okay, wide audience that enjoys playing this game from an age, genre, interest, and religious perspective. Look look up where this is coming from. I bet it's like Korean or something. That's on Korean. Well, what is, ro- what is Roket? A Roket. Company. Uh, I don't know. Company? You mean company? Company. Okay. Jeez, what in the world? Where is your brain at? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to understand what they're going for here. I believe that this is definitely not a global conglomerate and start up incubator. Rocket is a diver- has a diverse portfolio of innovative tech, premium products, and services. Rokit Games. Look up Rokit Games. Oh, Rocket Games is part of this company. Hold on, it's on. It's got a website. Pit travels worlds beyond. Coming soon. They don't even have like anything on this website. It's just Rocket Games. <laughs> oh man! If one of the devs watch this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find them. Hey, if any of the devs this is getting this more and video, more sketch, did you guys even we're read the more Bible? than willing to let you come on for an interview? <laughs> Actually, that'd be entertaining. Please, I just said, like, I just yeah. said, I, I like, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> right, let's see here. They do have a, their official Twitter account, Rocket Video Games. They've got 14,000 followers on LinkedIn. They were founded <laughs> in 2019 and headquartered in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. All right, then. Okay. So, next topic then. <laughs> you kind of put, put, put it on the screen already. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Not on purpose though. Hold on. I want to pull okay. this up real quick. Let me see. Where is it? Uh, there's a little thing about them. Let's see what this is. Check out their LinkedIn profile. About to be the biggest game developer ever building the Bible stories. I mean, they took on the most ambitious task you could have. That is a pretty ambitious uh, property to try and tackle. That is. If it'll ever load. Holy cow. All right. Forget this. Okay. Moving on to the next one. Um, Along with Apple Arcade, which we talk about like every week because Andrew and I love Apple and we know how big of a company they are. um, Netflix is something that Andrew keeps an eye on every single week. So every single week. (laughs) Hey, we were looking at topics and we searched this. And when you look at it, Unless you're actually looking up anything about Netflix specifically, I don't think you're really seeing this. And they have a Sonic Prime TV show, which they, already is out, by the way. Which is already out. They've, if you scroll uh, scroll down, they've they've done, got the Shredder's Revenge mobile game. Yeah, which is TMNT is making a huge comeback right now. You know, they have well, they're talking about Squid Game. Which more Squid? How game. long until Squid Game actually gets a game? That's the real question. I'm surprised. I mean, there's a lot of knockoff, like not real Squid Game games now. Right. So who knows? Maybe they'll just buy one and redo it. <laughs> like just buy a just buy a fake one and make their own out of it. So more about the Shredder's Revenge, but they have 
a, uh, another Netflix latest game adaption up there. You have right there, the, Dragon Age. You talk about Dragon Age as a TV show, which is apparently out. Apparently, Reed Hastings and Elon Musk are friends. That's interesting. I mean, that is not surprising, I guess. They're both so, big business well, people. Look at the title right above. Netflix CEO likes Elon Musk video games I just said and that. binge watching. I just said that. Yeah, but I'm saying he he likes video games and binge, like, he's his focus right now is on video games. <laughs> I mean, they are look more, at how many shows they've added. They are more of a draw to well let's see here netflix will be next on microsoft shopping let's just see what this says i highly doubt that they can afford them that's why they cut ten thousand people so they can afford netflix <laughs> that's, that's how much they overpaid those ten thousand people <laughs> <clears throat> so tia nadella keeps thinking bigger microsoft's chief executive has been buying new businesses at an impressive clip look for him to add netflix to the list in 2023 this is like sounds like it's a done deal the way they're writing it, but I don't yeah, think it is. They're not going to look how hard it has. Well, been let, let's been. let's find out what they say. Let's just read through this article. Since 2014 promotion into the Technology Titans corner office, Nadella, yeah, he's been around that long. Wow, it's a long time for a CEO of Microsoft. I mean, I remember when he got announced. It was back when Microsoft phone was still a thing, or uh, Windows phone was still a thing. Yeah. Nadella, he's he killed Windows Phone so fast. <laughs> Nadella has embarked on a pricey shopping spree. It started with a $2.5 billion acquisition of the company behind the hit mit game and hit game Minecraft. That was a good choice, though. Like that, that, that game was, sells money. That, that game just was. prints money. I forgot they bought LinkedIn. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh nuance. That's a lot of money for LinkedIn. Yeah, but that information on LinkedIn is kind of invaluable. You know where everybody Fair. works? Fair especially if you want the talent pool to come your way. Um, Nuance, Activision Blizzard was the largest, $69 billion. Microsoft's still trying to buy Activision Blizzard, by the way. That I don't know if that's going to go through at this rate. Netflix gonna... chose Microsoft as its advertising partner, probably because they're cheaper as an advertising partner than freaking Google is, so or Facebook even, honestly. Microsoft's been selling themselves short in advertising, even though they have really good tech for it. Mm-hmm. All right, Netflix has its own big plans in gaming. In 2022, the company co-led by Reed Hastings snapped up developer surprise. Okay, the reason Microsoft wants this is imagine if Game Pass and Netflix were one thing. Dude, but not just that. It's the fact that they don't have the mobile games. That's like the reason why they want Activision for, for that is a good reason crush, why. Yeah. Right? The reason the reason uh, that the Microsoft phone died is because they didn't have the apps. They so didn't it says have with the a, content. With a market value 13 times that of Netflix as of early December, $1.8 trillion, Microsoft can afford Netflix at a 30% premium. It would put Netflix at about almost $20 There's billion. no way that they spend a I'm not going to say billion. I'm not going to say no way. I mean, as the service economy makes it okay. so easy to justify this. I'll tell you this, if Microsoft buys Netflix, they're releasing a new phone. You think so? Yes. The only way they buy the if the thing that makes the most sense for them to buy Netflix is if they're releasing a new cell phone and tab and they're going down the tablet and cell phone uh, marketplace that Apple has. Only reason that makes sense is because the reason they lost so bad when they first had the cell phone was because they didn't have the app store that Apple had. That that's the reason that they were destroyed, right? So, and they didn't have the developer support either because they didn't have as good of a store. So, I, 
I would view this more as a play on going towards the mobile market than I think they'd rather just not be. Well, I mean, they might want to fight Apple for revenue, but I don't think they're going to build a cell phone company. I don't know, man. They already own Nokia. They had their chance to do this and they, they failed. And I'm telling you that if they released a Surface cell phone, there's a legit chance a lot of people would buy I think it. I'm surprised they never did release the Surface phone. Imagine a dockable phone that's a full-blown computer. That's what I'm saying. If they go down this route of trying to purchase Netflix and then they make it where – and then they try to make a whole thing about subscriptions and playing things on your phone and docking experiences and whatever else – I could see Microsoft doing that. I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox gets rolled into the Surface brand. They're trying to make a premium brand that is like Apple. That's how I've always viewed Surface. Yeah. I, and I, this this rumor is a weird one, just because 190 billion is pretty steep. It is. Well, imagine um, imagine Microsoft releases the Surface Phone that's that's based on gaming, and and then it, like Netflix comes with it or whatever. Yeah, because you could throw I mean, it would be you could throw like a year of, too, you could throw a year of like X Cloud or I mean X Cloud Game Pass on it for for pennies on the dollar since you own the service. Yeah, I'd be extremely curious to see where this went, just because maybe maybe Microsoft does see it as an opportunity to release something that where they're not fleecing everybody in the app store for profits. Right. Um, because that's honestly the only way someone could take on Apple's dominance right now is if you made a much more friendlier experience for developers to not have to pay so much for things like that. Imagine they make a phone and Epic, like Fortnite goes on there immediately because of how good the deal would be. Right. And Dude, then Fort, all you would need to do is convince Epic Games to put Fortnite on your phone. I mean, they would probably have a willing partner in Spotify just because yeah, Spotify, yep. you could, Spotify you could... is really upset right now. They want to do audio books, but can't do it because of well without the um, pricing. Yeah. yeah. I know Apple is not very kind to audiobooks. Yeah. So while this, I guess this isn't, this isn't the craziest idea. I just, I don't know if, I just don't know if I see Microsoft wanting to go down that route because I know the current CEO seems like he's very hostile to going back to the mobile market. Netflix? Oh, yes. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. He seems very hostile every time I've ever seen an interview about or read an interview about the uh, Microsoft coming out with a phone because it was like two years ago that the, the surface crowd was asking about coming out with a cell phone. So it just wasn't the right timing. The windows phone had just, like barely died and been buried in the ground by the time they did that. Cause they were still supporting windows phone. Yeah. You know, people that owned them up until a certain point, kind of like blackberry supported blackberry 10 years after that right. died. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the route that they're considering. Netflix. Maybe maybe they're gonna merge the. Though. Maybe they're gonna finally merge the personal communications device with the cell phone or with the with the Windows operating system, like making something that's fully encompassing. Because I know the experiment of the Surface Duo. But here's the thing: you I need a little more. It is. I hate it. I don't like the yeah. Surface Duo. But but it's it's a it's a form and function device, proof of concept, not a consumer product, in my opinion. 
And I agree with you. That's why I, that's what I honestly thought it was, is that that was them flirting with the idea of a phone, but not wanting to fail with a phone. Like they're not ready. It would be, okay. Comparison point. It would be the Wii U versus the switch. Yeah. I mean, we use kind of a proof of concept that the switch needed to exist. Yes. Although there are a lot of things about the Wii U I like better than the switch. Like for example, ergonomics of the gamepad is so much better. But just the person who likes the Vita. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> just I, okay just... look look if you want to compare ergonomics the best feeling device i have i have probably owned from a portable perspective is some combination of the wii u and the steam deck steam deck's a little too heavy the wii u gamepad yeah. is ergonomically no, the best feeling i can see that but no, okay with that in mind maybe microsoft maybe microsoft is actually willing to go down the cell phone imagine market. an altered carbon video game That'd be actually really good. That'd be legit. That would be good. That would Who be the expanse now. Is it Amazon still? Amazon, yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, Amazon, if Amazon gets their thing together with the IP and then doing video games based on what they have, I think they're dangerous. As I think the way that Amazon makes a could make like everybody's going after this this cloud gaming thing. And that's mm-hmm. stupid. You know where it Amazon is. could easily, easily make a huge dent in the marketplace? Hmm. Kindle gaming tablet with an actual game controls on it. Like, boom. That's true. They I'm, should be releasing a portable device. They could compete directly with the Switch day one with some Ubisoft deals, throw Assassin's Creed on it. Boom. You're competing with Netflix or Netflix. Nintendo. I mean, here's the thing though Amazon has deals with Ubisoft, but so does Netflix. And it looks like Netflix has gone for the mobile gaming way stronger because they're coming out with that Assassin's Creed game. I, so, no, but what I'm saying is like, if Amazon legit threw some money and put some IPs directly on a portable device, especially one stronger than the Switch as far as yeah. computing power goes, you could compete. They look at the Steam Deck; they sold over a million. That's true. No, I, I hear what you're saying. It's especially if what Am- what Amazon should be doing is similar to Netflix, but not the same. They should have a pay as you go service where you have access to all the Amazon owned IPs. And then you download it. I'm not going to lie. One, when you look at how Netflix and Amazon have IP, and I guess even even Apple to a certain certain extent, I don't know if their shows have been as good, but they've put some good – they have a couple really good They did that really cool – uh, Dino- dinosaur world show. Oh, that. That was It was like basically uh, planet Earth except like prehistoric planet Earth. I right. like that one. I, I think if any of those companies realizes how powerful having TV series that are linked to a game, like an act, like it combining that IP, not raise the power. Don't no, that's do that the, okay. That's the problem though with Amazon is they biffed their top IP that they could have done it. Gosh, with. they screwed that up so bad. They screwed it up so bad. So it's like I don't I don't have. Okay, I'll be honest. Rings of Power made me lose faith in Amazon's ability to pull anything off. Um, anything I, big like that, anyway. Yeah, it made it made me lose lose confidence that they could actually be a, the big dark horse. See, Netflix. That's, that's on the, the other thing hand, where Netflix is actually like kind of good. Netflix is good at taking adaptations. Like, if I mean, they they're were screwing up The Witcher now, though. Not not on purpose. Did so? Do you actually know what happened? 
He had he was gonna he made promises to go to DC, man. No, 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 no. That's not how it went down. I've read uh, deep, deep, deep down into the, the trees of what's going on, the weeds. Okay. Basically, what happened was Henry Cavill promised to do the three seasons, provided they stayed very strictly to the script. Mm. Not not necessarily like, he didn't care who they hired to do the job, like whatever. That's why actually it's funny i i I didn't even notice how diverse the cast was until somebody pointed it out to me i was like wow yeah you're kind of right you know like there's a lot of diverse cast hires for this one and it's good writing so it works but as far as that goes um the henry cavill stayed on for three seasons because they promised to stay stick to the script as much as possible unfortunately at season four they decided to take a fork in the road and take creative liberties and henry cavill wasn't having that so he looked Mm. for a way out DC offered him the Superman job back and that turned out to be nothing. And now he's going to work for the Warhammer 40 K series getting produced, which he's a huge fan of. It sounds like that could be pretty cool too, though. Anyways, Uh, long story short, it sounds like Netflix only does the right thing when they're forced to, you know, well, I think it, I think it has to do with who the directors are, which is probably Henry Cavill is Geralt. End of story. No, he is the person that uh, was Liam Hemsworth. Sorry, I ain't watching that. I might watch it just compare. I'm not how watching bad it. Is. Um, no, but the, the thing, even if he did a good job, I'm just so angry about. Oh the, no, that's that's fair. I, I'm just saying, like Netflix so far has done pretty good by t by video games. Um, when it comes to TV series adaptions, I'm actually really curious to kind of watch the. Uh, the one that they've released about Dragon Age, I didn't realize that that was on there. It looks um, like it's animated, but it's, it's animated, but that's fine, right? I don't care. I mean, Dragon Age is a video game; it's not it's like a video have... game. I don't like. That's the thing. I don't care if they make an animated animated show of a video game. That's I'm perfectly fine with that. You it's, know what? You know what would actually make a story. really darn good show, or rather, a good series to build? Yeah, Mass Effect. Mass Effect has so many moving parts. You could easily create something interesting or fun in that universe. I just want to point out that Dragon Age being made into an animated TV series for Netflix shows that they have a good working relationship with With EA EA and Bioware specifically. But if they were to take... Netflix hasn't had a lot of good military... Well, they had that one, um, All's Quiet on the Western Front, which turned out pretty good. But they... um, who did Westworld? Was that HBO? HBO. Okay, I that think, was pretty good. I, I think um, Netflix would do Bad Company, okay? I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I think Netflix could do Bad Company, and I'd be happy with it. And I mean, I, I will say, some of my favorite TV series, despite you know Netflix making a lot of bad choices, mm-hmm. Altered Carbon was really freaking good. That's one of the best the, shows. Did that canceled after two seasons or is there a third i don't know i'm now i'm curious but that was one of my favorite shows that netflix like, they did such it's a great great concept. Job, it's a great concept and they really did a good job towing that line of you know the soul versus technology like that was a mm-hmm. really good concept to take on especially with the that one police captain or whatever she was and her and her mom or her grandma and her not wanting to be reinserted into a new but it was really good i liked that one i also liked their um Marvel shows when they were doing them. I think yeah. those were good. Those Marvel shows were better than anything that Disney Plus has done really with Marvel. So that's my review of it. <laughs> yeah. 
the okay, I could see many... I could see Netflix not wanting to be purchased though. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So there's definitely two seasons of it. I don't remember if they made a third season. I can't find it. Oh, uh Shadow and Bone was pretty good too. I don't know if you've seen that. That's based on We of- watched we watched like most of the first season of that. Okay. That one was it's decent. It's kind of creepy and weird, but it's decent. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's not interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. We we stopped watching it. Oh, here we go. Why Car- Altered Carbon season three was canceled. Oh, sorry, Chris. I really liked. It, it was good. It was really Dude, good. No, I really liked the first one. I never. I didn't uh, watch the second one yet. I keep forgetting that it's out. Let's see here. Um, what? What did they? Oh, uh, they said COVID was to blame. I guess that makes sense. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Can- maybe it's not forever canceled. Yeah, so the unexpected budget increases due to the pandemic. They might revisit it. Let's see here. It's on ice. I think that's the more appropriate terminology for <laughs> it. It's, it's been ice. put in that uh, that that it's cyberpunk jail. The, the cyberpunk jail where they put the chips in for you're sentenced to 500 years and you're going to serve every bit of them. Yeah, <laughs> that was you, the funniest part to me. Was like you could put somebody on ice for like ever. Yeah. Uh, Imagine like not dying, but not having a body for like hundreds of years. Yeah, it'd be weird. That would be um, really weird, especially because they just insert you in whatever body they find. Okay, but like, what the f? Let's be honest. Do you really think? Do you really think Microsoft would spend a hundred and ninety billion for video streaming? Yeah, service? I do. You think they would drop that much? I do because like they don't have what, what's Microsoft got for video streaming. Uh, I mean, they don't need it though. They went into the gaming industry and bought out the biggest players they could find, Activision and Bethesda. If they go into streaming, it's go big or go home, baby. And Disney has everybody else. What other independent streaming media can you buy right now? Tell me. You can't, but that's okay. My comment is, what do they gain from Netflix that... Then they're competing. They want to compete. Microsoft can't launch a streaming service with no IPs. They've already given away... No, okay, but what I'm saying is, who are they trying to... Well, who owns Paramount? Maybe they buy Paramount. I don't know who owns Paramount, honestly. I thought Paramount got purchased. Um, There's no reason for them to buy Paramount. That's not that good of a streaming service. Uh, but it is a streaming service and it does work. Yeah, but you know, so is Peacock. That's a streaming They're owned by service. something called National Amusements. Yeah, but okay, Chris. Who the heck is it's a private company? Dude, Peacock is one too. Okay. ABC, NBC. How on earth there? does a private company own like they gotta be huge? What Paramount Plus? No, no, I I mean like how how could I'm surprised that a private company that big exists in the media streaming service area. That's pretty big. That's a person who doesn't want to lose their creative um, license. Yeah, National Amusements buys Viacom, and then they bought uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Wow, that is so interesting. I did not realize there was any private industry partner, any private industry in the media space. Yeah. The um, is Netflix is publicly traded, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Expensive stock too, by the way. I believe that. Uh, the the thing about it is, who are they? Who are they trying to take on with that? Besides Apple. Apple, Google, no. technically. I think. I think honestly, Microsoft feels lost in an era where they don't have Mixer, they don't have. Um, any streaming option whatsoever provided by them. The really the only thing they have is their partnership with Facebook, which is awful. But they're and not at this point. It's not competing with YouTube or, and Google. You're not Netflix is already in a place where they want Xbox Cloud streaming to be. It's every. It's on everything everywhere. Netflix was on freaking Nintendo. Okay, if they make the purchase, if they make the purchase of Netflix, then you have to take back everything you've said about the cl uh, cloud gaming because they would be 100% moving game pass to be cloud gaming at that point. Oh yeah. No, they they, have... it's, you're right. If they do, if they buy Netflix, then they'll have a gaming category, Netflix for game pass, and mm -hmm. you will be able to stream directly through Netflix. That's yeah. probably actually, that might be one of the reasons they want Netflix because Netflix has a one up on them with streaming. Netflix already has like it for the infrastructure. Uh, Netflix but, already has some games like Telltale style games in their uh, service. Yeah, there's I guess, Telltale series games in there. It's it still seems like it's a it's a play against Apple if they're trying to and they're cell <coughs> phone. That, that's because right now they have no need to have that extra content. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it it's weird to add. TV shows and original movies to their portfolio. I guess the CEO slash uh, chairman of the company that owned Paramount died in 2020. Oh. And I don't think they've got a new person in charge yet. Some uh, Paramount, Sumner okay. Redstone, apparently. Anyways, back to this. I, I think this is definitely possible. I mean, they're trying to say it's, there's a window of opportunity because its value has gone down. But yeah, I mean, now's the time. You know, now's the time. Write the ship of Netflix, buy them, and do something with it. I mean, I, then again, if the if the if the uh, FTC actually blocks the Activision Blizzard deal, all this is null. There's no way Netflix Dude, goes. To I don't know how they could ever purchase Netflix if that deal. I guess they'll. Oh yeah, if, if Activision Blizzard goes, if that deal goes down, no doubt in my mind, Netflix is off the table. Actually, it might not be. There's a case to be made for Netflix that isn't the same for Activision. They wouldn't be taking over a large share of of gaming uh, by doing that. They would just be taking over a large share of, uh, which is already <laughs> a large share, right? It's already independent. They don't have a video streaming thing, so they it's don't. not like they would be, They'd be increasing their market share, right? Uh, it'd be it would just be them competing with Apple and Amazon, which no one could say, oh, you're not allowed to have this like the other companies. Um, there is the mobile gaming aspect, which people might complain about, but I don't think Netflix has a big enough share of mobile games to have that be a legitimate complaint. And Microsoft doesn't have mobile games, so it's not like you could claim that's either. That's a, micro, uh, a market cap share issue either. So I guess... Honestly, I could see Netflix being allowed way faster than Blizzard being purchased. That's just okay, let's see. there's a lot less legs to stand on, you know.
Which streaming service has the most subscribers? Let's find out. Dude, that's obviously Netflix. I, I'm curious though. I'm curious what the if anybody's got the numbers. It's uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime by default because every, a lot of people have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Then yep. it's going to so be it, it, Disney Plus. And then it's going to notice be, Apple TV is not even on the list. And, uh, Apple uh, Music's on the list though. Let me let me have a guess here. So it's Netflix, Amazon, Apple, uh, not, uh, Disney Plus. Is Peacock on there? Well, this is Q4 2020, so this is still old data. Okay. But in Q4 of 2020, so Apple TV was still pretty new. They had 10 million subscribers in 2020. It's pretty good. Um, but Netflix had 200 million as of Q4 2020. Amazon Prime was 150 million, so they're still 50 million behind. Uh, Spotify's third, 144 million. That's pretty big. I'm surprised. I think this I is mean, only kind of surprise me that much. Think of how many other things have music, though. Apple Music's at 68 million in 2020. Yeah. I'm curious what the numbers are in 2022. Let's see if I can find one. The um, Apple TV's going to get a huge boost, though, because of sports. Netflix is still the clear leader. Yeah. Wait, this is old. Is it? It has to be old. 73 million? That's it? This is old. There's no way. Well, they did have a big drop-off in subscribers. Yeah, but not, not, 100, not 130 million. They didn't drop 130 million. There's no way. No. Oh, let no. Me see. Nothing that aggressive. Okay, best streaming services of 2023. Number one is still Netflix. Yeah. Uh, this is usnews.com, apparently, whatever this is. Just pull it up on the... Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, this is by rating. Highest rated is Netflix, followed by whatever Fubo TV is. It's a way to watch sports. Is it? Okay. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video. Crunchyroll's, I think, still free. It's mm. the only reason I use it sometimes. Is that a Crunchyroll or... Um... Well, it's something that uh, Crackle, Crackle, that's owned dude, by Sony. That's dude, free. Crack, okay, one Crackle, I think, is underrated for some it of the is. shows that they have. Snatch is one of the funniest TV shows. So uh, I'm surprised that Crackle even exists still. Right, but they they have like two really good shows on there. I I haven't watched anything else. You know what I noticed though? You know who's not on this list? Who's missing? I don't know. Apple TV. Where's Apple TV on this list? Oh, that's true. Oh, and HBO is on. I'm just saying HBO. I would not say HBO is one of the purchasable top. though. Purchasable. I, I I would I would say that HBO is really good content, but they have quality, not quantity. Yeah. They do not have a quantity. Here we go. This looks like it might actually have all the information. Let's find out. Netflix, 225 million. Okay. Okay. Prime video. Oh, Prime made some comebacks since 2020. 205. That's a lot. It's just too good of a service overall. 180 million. Spotify really made out with that Joe Rogan podcast. I'll tell you what. They gained 30 million subscribers. Hundred hundred and thirty for Disney. I'm surprised they broke hundred that fast. I'm not like, surprised. It's because they put all the movies on there. That HBO better. Max, eighty five million subscribers worldwide. That's not bad. 
Apple Music is 80 million. And I bet a lot of those Apple Music people are Apple TV people too. Probably. Amazon Music 55. That's a million. separate that's a separate subscription. To yeah, buy. they have a there's a premium Amazon Music subscription. Oh. Yep. That's a weird. Okay. I almost did it for a little while when I had an Android device because Google's Google Play music sucks. Yeah. See, YouTube music only has 50 million and it's been out longer. Hulu, 45 million, which these are also technically Disney people because Disney yeah. owns them. Well, okay, here's the thing. Who, okay, who is still paying the ridiculous amount of money for Sirius <laughs> XM? I mean, I get it that satellite technology is not cheap, but holy cow, I would never sign people up for this. do it for their I'm car, car, man. I don't care. I don't drive enough for this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, to me, that's the most insane oh, deal yeah. ever. Apple TV wasn't on the list, so. Well, yeah, but they probably only could uh, put one Apple product on there. They put two Amazon products on there. You're right. Let's find out what Apple TV's got subscriber-wise. It's got to be worth it's enough. Going, to... Okay, one, it's going to grow because they got the uh, – it's going to grow Indeed. ridiculously just with Indian subscribers because that's how you're going to get cricket. <laughs> okay, so they think that there are 50 million current subscribers to Apple TV as of March of 2022. That's the best data I've got. So – from March till now, they've sold a lot of Apple TVs, a lot of Apple iPhones, yeah. and they've given away subscriptions. And a lot of people, once they finish the free trial, will forget to cancel for at least a month. <laughs> Probably longer. It's only $5. Apple TV. I think Apple TV is up to 10 or, now. I thought it was still 5 bucks. It's either 5 or 10 I don't remember which. Let me look. You might automatically default to family subscription, so it may be $10. Let me look. Oh man! So let's see here. Yeah, they're estimated in 2022 to have 50 million. It says Apple TV Plus. This is July of last year. Had reached at least six percent of market share in the U.S. Has Apple TV clawed its way out of the basement? <laughs> oh, I love these article titles. Yeah, I guess I guess as Netflix started losing subscribers, Apple TV and Disney Plus were gaining subscribers. It's seven bucks for Apple TV. Okay, I knew it went up above five. I knew it was a little higher. Peacock Apple is Arcade. <clears throat> Apple Arcade is still five. So here's the thing: the real thing about Apple is the whole point of Apple building these services is to get you into their ecosystem of services. Just like they got you into the ecosystem yeah. of devices. People who bought an iPhone, probably bought an iPad, probably bought an Apple TV, probably bought a Mac, probably bought all these other AirPods, Apple, Apple Watch. It's all about the ecosystem. So Apple is building an ecosystem of services similar to the way they built the ecosystem of devices on purpose in order to get people stuck into their endless service loop. I'm still like not sold on Apple One, but that's just me. I'm not saying I like it either. I personally hate the way they manage. D so here's a little side story for you. DRM. You know, DRM was with video mm -hmm. games. Are you aware that um, iTunes match subscribers like myself, people who like to get the, the high quality version of the tracks there. So basically you take the music off of a CD, right? Mm -hmm. And iTunes match goes and grabs DRM free downloads of the music you're ripping off a CD direct from iTunes library and allows you to keep that file. It's one of the coolest things Apple ever released because I can grab a CD off my shelf, plug it in, 
And for 25 bucks a year, I get the high quality, high fidelity music from the iTunes store for free, direct from ripping my CD because it match it does the matching. So if I were to subscribe now to Apple Music, it takes all the music in your library and basically removes them because you're going to stream all your music from now on and adds DRM to it where you can no longer burn those CDs off of your iTunes library. I'm sorry, Chris. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry they did that to you. I, I That's why I haven't signed up for Apple Music. I had to look, I looked it up and like a lot of people on Reddit who, well, let me rephrase that. The few people who have iTunes match on Reddit like I do agreed with me that it would be a bad choice to ever allow DRM to infiltrate my library of music. Yeah. Imagine your games. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you de- installed a bunch of games on your Xbox. All of a sudden, you can't play them because you stopped paying for the subscription service, even though you have the discs on your shelf. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Honestly, that would probably end up being a uh, lawsuit at some point. Just, oh, just I'm pretty sure it's going to be at some point. Like, yeah. somebody like me is going to have this problem in the future. Stop paying for Apple Music and lose access to millions of hours of CD rips. Yeah. I don't know. I just use Spotify. <coughs> I don't really care. If I got audiobooks, I'd probably end up using Spotify's audiobooks. Okay, so I actually, <clears throat> I do like Audible. I just won't pay for their service. Same. <laughs> like, uh, as far as Audible goes, um, I will sign up for their free trial every time they give it to me, as it's like once a year, and get two free Audible books every year. But I won't pay 15 bucks a month. To have access to Audible Premium, yeah, and I won't pay thirty dollars per audiobook either. No, the amount, the price on audiobooks is kind of steep. I mean, I understand opinion. why though. Somebody spent like twenty hours recording, reading a book. Like that's a lot of hours. Okay, AI is going to make that much simpler. I am not listening to some AI auto-generated audio. Oh, come on, I tried it. I tried it with Siri because you can do that. God, it's creepy. Nope. <laughs> It, it doesn't sound natural. It sounds, and, and even if it did get to sound natural, I'd be even more creeped out. <laughs> then all you need is like, Anyways. I don't know. If it's a subscription service. Are you still there? Did you just time out on me? Yeah, um, you did time out on me. There yeah. you are. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. I did just recently see, have Snoop Dogg read your book to you. I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, it's Samuel L. Jackson, man. You can turn your you could turn your Alexa into Samuel L. Jackson's voice. Anyway. But, Anything uh, else you want to say today, Andrew? Or are we about done? I think we've beaten this one to uh yeah. I, think I feel like every time we find a story about Apple Arcade or Netflix, it turns into like a 30-minute discussion <laughs> about how Apple's taking over the industry. No, because right now we were just talking about Netflix and Microsoft. So I it's a dangerous topic. I know we kind of ramped on it a little bit, but I think people underestimate those two. I, don't I think know. you're right. But I, I do want to adhere to our strict 10 p.m. cutoff. So yeah. So then I I have nothing else to say. As always, uh, Andrew and I are better than Will, and uh, we will see you. <laughs> <laughs> Since Will never watched this whole thing. No. He won't make it to this point because he'll hear us immediately talk about Netflix or Apple and he'll just be like, no, I ain't watching that. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Andrew. And we will see you on the next Krillcast. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.